everybody, welcome to uh, this video as we explore what does it mean to follow Jesus. And um, here we start out 2021, so Happy New Year. And as we follow Jesus, we went through a rough 2020. And so the unknown of 2021, what lies ahead? What's going to happen? Uh, how's the adventure going to unfold? And so these are all questions that we find ourselves asking. How much longer in lockdown? And will we be able to see one another again? What does normal look like? Uh, what does it mean as a follower of Christ at home trying to raise our kids in this season? What's it mean at work? Um, these are all great questions, and that's why we wanted to start uh, this year with a a great series on very simply what Jesus asks, follow me. And so following Jesus, we wanna know what that looks like. We call ourselves followers of Jesus, but what does that mean? And we used to get our discipleship from Sunday morning services or Sunday school class, and we don't have the ability to be together to do that. And some of you have had to stay home and, um, and it'll be that way for a little bit longer. And so getting together and being around one another as a mass, as a, as a group, as a church family, we've had to do it in snatches and we've had to do it uh, electronically or digitally. So Jesus calls out to us to follow him. And so we say, wow, okay, how do I learn how to do that? I, how do I do that at work? How do I do it at home? all of these questions. And so let's take a little bit of time to understand what it means to, to be with Jesus and, to, um, and learn to be like him and to learn to love like him. And so um, we start with this powerful story of Peter and the disciples in a storm. And, and so we're gonna focus on what it looks like to be with Jesus first of all, in the storms of life. And uh, this huge story, it's a fun story. It's in Matthew 14. And I, I'm going to read it to you and, and just kind of listen to it as the story unfolds. So Jesus and the disciples have been working with a, a great multitude, a great number of people. And in fact, he just fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and some fish. And so um, Jesus, it says, insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray and night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. That's understandable, right? They were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. Take courage, I'm here. And Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat 
and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. <laughs> the shortest prayer probably in, in, the, uh, in the whole Bible and maybe one of the most important. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped and the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. You know, um, living near uh, Lake Erie and then boating on this lake sure has given me a healthy respect, Carol and I both, this healthy respect uh, and a fear for the power of the winds and the waves. It's been a few times when we have gotten caught in the wind. Uh, we own a boat. It's a 19 and a half foot Tahoe Q4. It's a uh, bow rider uh, where people can sit in the front, but it's also a fishing boat. It has a live well in it. And it's been a great boat here on Lake Erie. And occasionally we've gotten caught in a storm because they can come up really fast. We've been in three foot, four foot waves before, just slowly powering uh, over the top of the waves and then down and then back up and, and really just uh, trying to be careful uh, until we could get into the calm of the harbor there in Port Colburn. And uh, boy, it's easy for me to visualize the story of Matthew as he tells it. Um, and you know, we all go through the storms of life. It's quite naive to think that you can be a follower of Jesus and, and never go through tough times. That's not very realistic. Part of discipleship is learning how to see God in the sunshine, but also how to follow God uh, in the rain, or for us up here, the snow. Um, so I, I would like to say, I don't think that God causes storms in order to teach us, but rather I think he uses uh, the storms of this world, the storms of this life, to disciple us and to grow us and to help us trust him. I, uh, Carol and I went through this when our three-year-old, at the time, three-year-old grandson, was diagnosed with leukemia. And um, we didn't know what was gonna happen. And well-meaning and loving people, they said, oh, wow, you and your family should not have to go through this. And I remember lovingly countering them and saying, well, why not us? Um, we all take turns going through the storms of life. And so Jesus said in John chapter 16, in this world, you will have tribulation. Um, and, and so that really is the truth. We do see that. Uh, um, uh, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, mankind born of woman is of few days in much trouble. So it is a part of life that there will be storms for us to have to fight through and go through. And so um, if trouble is a part of this life, then we've got to learn how to go through trouble as followers of Jesus. That's what discipleship means. Learning how to be Jesus, even in the storms of life. Three things to think about uh, today. First of all, Jesus sent them into the storm. It's interesting. He knew the storm was coming. He lagged behind and he told them to go ahead and go across the lake. And um, that's kind of interesting to me when you think about it, that 
that Jesus um, sent them into this storm. Um, and this was a storm that, that was the perfect storm. Uh, it's late. Uh, it's getting dark. The winds are already up. They get into the middle of the lake, which is about 15 miles across. And um, they're fighting the waves, heavy waves, evidently for hours. Uh, wow, that would be very scary, would it not be? But it's in the storm that we learn about faith and trust. Uh, uh, we learn in the storm. That's where we learn. Uh, recently, Carol and I were out fishing several months ago, and um, we got into a, a heavy fog. And I have on the boat a GPS, and uh, and it it tells you exactly where you are, and it it shows the shoreline. It it gives the lay of the of the of the lake, uh, even the bottom of the lake, if you're needing to know the terrain, which comes in handy for fishing. And so here we were, we could not see probably more than 10 or 15 feet in front of us. We had to trust our GPS. We had to set it up and we had to trust what the map said and not what our feelings were saying. Uh, there was a couple of times when I thought, well, there's no way that we're moving uh, westward. We, we've got to be moving, I feel like we're moving south uh, toward New York. And it was interesting that um, you had to give up trusting your feelings. And you had to trust the GPS and the, the, the science there, you know, that it knew where we were and it was heading us in the right direction. And sure enough, it brought us right to um, the harbor there at Port Coburn. Well, you think about it, how many times have you trusted your feelings when you're in the storms of life when <clears throat> maybe the Lord is asking us to trust him and to trust his teachings that he's given us in order to know what to do, know what to say, how to act, how not to act. Um, the story can kind of mess with our theology a little bit today that he put them in a storm. And he's done it before in Matthew 8, but he was with them in the boat. This time he was not with them in the boat. And so you may kind of feel that way. You may feel like that Jesus has abandoned you in your storm. You may feel like that the winds are beating you down. You may feel the waves are, are so high that at any moment uh, you may capsize in life. But that's not the case. Remember, just because we think something doesn't mean it's true. And so we, we've got to learn to be able to trust God, to trust his word, to trust Jesus and his teachings of how he wants us to um, follow him. Right in the middle of whatever that financial storm, health storm, whatever it may be that you're going through, relationship storm, that there's teachings, his GPS is at work in us, and that he is teaching us to follow him even when he may not be readily seen. There's a second thing here, and that Jesus prays for us in our storms. In the story in Matthew 14, he sent the disciples ahead while he stayed back and prayed. He knew that they were going into the storm. He knew the waves that they were gonna be fighting and the wind that they were gonna be fighting. So I think it's really interesting 
that we uh, that we understand that for us as believers, um, that Jesus prays on our behalf. Romans chapter eight talks about this, and it says, "Who's to condemn us?" Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God. Watch this, who indeed is interceding for us. Man, I love that. That he's praying for us. He's really there. He knows the situation we're in. He's talking to the Father about it. I just think that's a a comfort to know that we have that. And in your storm, whether it's of your own making or or life just hands it out to you, can I just tell you, you're not in that storm alone. And and when it may look like it or feel like it, Jesus is there and he is praying for you. And, and maybe you feel a little beat down. Well, you're in good company. There were times when the apostle Paul felt that way. In 2 Corinthians chapter one, he says uh, in verse eight, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. Does that sound familiar? And we thought we would never live through it. Does that sound familiar? In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. Now, this is from the guy who wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Same guy. And yet he's telling us that he sensed that Jesus came to him in his storm. He thought they were going to die. And, uh, you know, I promise you, he will come to you in your storm, whatever you're going through in life right now. I love Isaiah 43. And so this is what God promises. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. And when you go through rivers of difficulty, you'll not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So notice though, When Jesus comes to them, he says in verse 25 there, back in Matthew, it's three o'clock in the morning now. I want to set this up. And he comes walking toward them. And, And the disciples think that they're seeing a ghost. And he says, well, don't be afraid. Um, take courage. I'm here. I just think that's an amazing statement. Hey, I'm here. Take courage. And so they had been fighting that storm all night, all by themselves. They couldn't make any headway. And not only that, but they didn't see Jesus. And not only that, they didn't even expect to see Jesus. And so, you know what? Here they were. It was late to them, but Jesus was on time. And I love that about the Lord. Um, The reason they didn't recognize him is because they weren't looking for him in their storm. And maybe you're going through a storm right now in your own strength. Maybe you're trying to do it in your own abilities. How's that working out for you? I wanna encourage you that Jesus was in their storm at 3 a.m. And many times our storms are at three o'clock in the morning, aren't they? 
And can I tell you, Jesus is there and he cares. Don't be afraid. In fact, he, he's telling you to take courage today in the storms that you're in and that look for him because he is there. There's, a, there's another thought. Jesus used what scared them in order to come closer to them. You, you know, you think about it, the water that they feared is the same water that Jesus used to hike out to them and to be with them. Uh, the illness we may have, the relationship struggle, the financial need we may be going through, the COVID fears, the unknowns, the anxiety. Jesus uses these storms in order to draw closer to us. I, I just love that. I think that whatever need you're having, the storm you're in, look for him because he's there. And, and Peter really, back to our story, he's really jazzed by this. Hey, can I get out of the boat and walk to you, Jesus? And Jesus says, yeah, he loved it. Come on. Walk over here to me. No life preservers allowed. And, and so he steps out. He does something that no mortal man has ever done before. He gets out of a boat during a storm and is walking on the water as though it was a sidewalk. And he's doing pretty good until he takes his eyes off Jesus and he begins hearing the thunder and he sees the lightning and he feels the water lapping at his, uh, at his feet and ankles and he begins to sink. And then he begins to pray. And you'll notice he didn't say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy glue. Gl I mean, he would have drowned, right? He says, Lord, save me. Some of the best prayers in the world are the shortest prayers when we as followers of Jesus cry out to the Jesus we follow. Lord, save me. I can't do this in my own strength. I, I can't fix this problem. Lord, I can't heal this disease in my body. Lord, I can't meet this financial need. Lord, save me. It's the best prayer that we can ever pray sometimes as we cry out to him. And you know what he does? He takes his hand toward Peter, grabs him, lifts him back up, and then they both walk back over to the boat and they get in the boat. Your storm will end one day. COVID will end one day, and it'll get better one day. But you don't want to miss the chance to go through the storm and, and come out on the other side and be able to worship Jesus and to be able to exclaim like they did, truly, you are the Son of God. And that's what you're going to be able to do when you go through your storm and you take the courage that he wants you to have and that he's calling you to have. Jesus has allowed the storm. Jesus is praying for us in the storm and Jesus will come to us in our storm. If we'll look for him, don't be surprised. He's there and he's gonna use what scares us or what brings us anxiety. He's going to use that to draw us closer to him. That's where the courage comes from. That's where the faith comes from. And you can't walk on water like the book says. You can't walk on water unless you get out of the boat. And Jesus is pleased by our faith. 
and uh, he's leading us to believe him and the cool things that can happen because of it. As we close today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the storm that you're in. And Jesus, I pray for our friends that are listening to this today. I don't know where they are. They're at home. Maybe they're maybe they're at work. Maybe they're listening to this as they take a walk. But Lord, wherever they are today, I pray that they would sense that you're coming to them in their storm and that they can have the courage and trust in your words and that they will trust you, that you have a plan, and that you are going to see them through this. Lord, I pray you'll give them the faith to climb out of the boat. I pray that you'll give them the faith to walk in the water towards you and that they won't be deterred by the thunder and the lightning around them or the waves. And so, Lord, I pray that as disciples, you call us to follow you. Well, it's fun to follow you in the sunshine, but Lord, you called us to also follow you in the storms. Lord, I pray that you will speak to us and encourage us today in Jesus' name. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe this idea of Jesus. If we can help you in any way, answer questions for you, just simply reach out, pat at waynefleetbic.com. I would love to chat with you by email or even by phone and uh, help answer any questions, help you walk through these days. I just want you to know that here at Waynefleet BIC Church, we love people and we care about you and we would love to be a help. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being a part of our time together. Take care.